Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Praise God. It's good to be with you again. It's always a pleasure to be here. And a few of you haven't heard me before, right? I try to measure that. It makes a difference because I can only use some jokes, you know, depending on who's been here before. So Uh, for those of you who haven't heard me before, then uh, this is it right here. This is what you get. Uh, this is me preaching. Um, no, I don't actually preach. I tell people this all the time. I, say, I, don't, I don't preach. I never really have. Um, preachers have a different purpose. Their purpose is to inspire you. I have no intention of inspiring you whatsoever. <laughs> I'm a teacher, so I'm here to teach, to help you learn something. Um, teachers always want to do one thing. Anybody know? Give homework. That's right. Praise God. So we want to uh, give you something you can take home that works. Praise the Lord. Um, this is my, my picture with my lovely bride. And that's my book. And there's some in the back if you're interested in getting those. I think Katie has a way for you to do that. Um, the book is not what I'm talking about this morning, but it has good stuff in it. I read it. It's great. <laughs> This morning, um, I'm going to talk about something the Lord's actually been speaking to me throughout this beginning of this year, and uh, maybe some of you know this already, that at CI we have a tradition that we have a word of the Lord for the year. Uh, It's not necessarily means it's just a calendar year. It means the the new season, the new, what God is emphasizing, uh, what's the the fresh word for this new time, and we kind of collect those starting roughly around the new Hebrew year throughout to the new Roman year. And uh, we kind of collect those up, and we usually publish a little book with the, you can get that, by the way, still available if you're interested in uh, the hard copy. It's available electronically as well on our website. And so sometimes I contribute something, sometimes I don't. It depends on what, how I feel about it. Um, and usually I don't feel about it very much, so... <laughs> Uh, but this year, I felt like the Lord did actually want me to share something, so I did. And it's based on Ezekiel 37. And uh, the Lord speaks to me maybe in a little different way than most of you, unless you have a similar way of thinking. God talks to you in a way that you understand. How, how about that? That's cool, right? Uh, how, would, how would you like it if God spoke to you in a way you didn't understand? <laughs> no, not so good, right? So... Um, the way I understand it is because my background is in technology. I was I was a, I was a nerd, and uh, I I did uh, math and science as a young person. And before I became a minister, um, I really enjoyed math and science. Still do. So I keep up with technology. And uh, one of the reasons I like it so much is there are finite solutions to describable problems, uh, which I enjoy that a lot. 
and now I'm in leadership and management and, and in uh, ministry, there are no finite solutions <laughs> to any problems, and they're hard to describe to begin with. So uh, that's the way the Lord led me. Thank you, Lord. And, uh, and so he, he talks to me in a way I understand that I have a linear process. I like to ask questions and get answers and, and figure things out. That's a teacher mode, right? And so I like, the, I like that. So the Lord, Lord helps me out to, so I can understand what's going on. Because if I don't understand what's going on, I get, I get frustrated. Anybody else like me? Oh, there's one. Okay, so, so we're going to be in Ezekiel 37. So go ahead and go to the first slide there. Uh, this is a prophecy, obviously Ezekiel, right? 37 is towards the end of the book of Ezekiel. I make that point because Ezekiel follows Jeremiah. Historically, Jeremiah was a prophet during the decline of the kingdom of Israel. And uh, during this decline, he prophesied many foreboding prophecies like, you're all going into captivity, you're going down the drain, I'm paraphrasing now, and things are going to be bad, you guys need to straighten up, lots of prophecies like that. Um, in fact, most of the prophecies about false prophets are given by Jeremiah, who's a prophet, by the way. So uh, we, get, we get these letters at CI sometimes, quoting Jeremiah about false prophets, obviously talking about us, and uh, I always wonder, did they think about the fact that they quoted a prophet to declare false prophets, that there's no prophets? Anyway, so, uh, you know, I don't think people think things through sometimes. But, um, but this prophecy is happening in the second half of Ezekiel. The first half of Ezekiel is when the people are going into captivity. They're freshly captive. And so it sounds a little bit more like Jeremiah, a little bit more foreboding that things are bad. And there's a little bit of comfort in there, but mainly it's things are bad. The second half of Ezekiel, he starts prophesying about the return, the return of the people to Israel. And so he starts bringing out the promise. And so that's why when you hear people preach out of Ezekiel, it's almost always in the second half of the book. You'll watch this from now on, right? Has anybody ever quoted Ezekiel from the first half of Ezekiel? Because no, because it's negative. So, but all the positive stuff's in the second half. So anyway, that's not exactly true, but it's kind of like that. So this is Ezekiel, and he's, he's, uh, he's prophesying. Uh, well, he's going to be prophesying in a minute. But for what's going to happen first is he's going to be taken up by the Spirit of the Lord into a vision. Okay, you ready? Okay, so he's taken up by the Spirit of the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now I'm not there yet. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out of the, in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. So here's the setting. He's being pulled out by the spirit. This is a vision, right? So this isn't a real valley. This is something he's seen in the spirit. Okay, so that's what's happening. Now, this prophecy is obviously to the people of Israel. It's not to us, right? But we're going to get revelation out of it anyway. Right? That's the way the Old Testament works for us. So... He goes on to say, he's about valleys full of bones, and he led me among, around among them. So this is what's happening. God's put, pulled him out in a vision, and he's in this valley. Now, a valley is bigger than most other features in the terrain, right? You don't call it a valley if it's just a little meadow or a glen or, or you know, a little ravine. A valley 
is big, like Lycan Valley is, is a big place. This is a whole valley full of bones. That's a lot of bones, right? So what's going to happen here? Full of bones, and he led me around among them and made him walk around in the bones. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. Now this tells us a couple things. If bones are dry, what do we know? They've been there a while, right? Uh, they've completely been uh, dried out by the process of time. So it's not a fresh kill, right? This is, these have been dead a while, right? Okay. So, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Ezekiel answered, oh, Lord, you know. I use this answer quite a bit myself. <laughs> um, it's a very good answer if the Lord says something to you that you don't know. So, well, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. You can tell me the answer. So this is where he's at now on the next slide. And so here we are in the Bone Valley. It's a big place, lots of bones. Uh, looks pretty desperate. Um, you know, this is how we feel sometimes, right? Like things are dried out, disconnected, um, not moving. Anybody ever feel that way? Okay, me too. Okay, let's go to the next slide. And so he, then he said to me, here, here we go. He's been walking around the bones, right? He, then he said to me, prophesy, that's the word naba, where we get the word nabi, for prophets, prophets like we prophesy here. We prophesy by faith, it bubbles up, it comes from within. It's not, not a vision or a seer, even though he's having a vision. It, right now he's going to demonstrate naba. Naba, prophesy over these bones. Wow, can we prophesy to stuff that's not alive? Mm -hmm. Apparently. So God's telling him, prophesy to these bones. And say to them, oh, dry bones. We're going to prophesy right to the bones. It's interesting, right? Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I don't know how they're going to hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> but that's what, he's, that's what he's saying, right? So, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. A lot of faith already. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath. This is the word ruach. Ruach. It, it, it means not breath like you, natural breath. It means spirit. Okay, I'll tell you a bit more about it in a minute. Thus says the Lord to the one, Behold, I will cause breath, ruach, to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin. And I will put breath, ruach, in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. That's pretty good prophecy, right? How many, how many want that prophecy? You want this. Now, notice in Scripture, usually if something's repeated, that's for emphasis, right? And so notice in this prophecy that he's been commanded that only one thing's repeated. Did you see what was repeated? I highlighted it for you. The only thing that's repeated is the breath, the ruach, right? It's the breath. So the breath is emphasized. So that's, that's important, right? Okay, so... So then he goes on, and, and of course, he goes on to say, and, of course, Ezekiel so it says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. He didn't have much choice at this point, right? Which you don't either, by the way, if God tells you to do it, right? So as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews upon them, or tendons, and flesh came upon them, or organs, or, or muscles, and skin covered them. Now, here's the interesting part. We pre I've heard this priest before, 
right? Have you heard this passage used before? Yeah, probably some of you have done it. And usually this is a great place for the symbology, right? Because here, first of all, the rattling noise happens. That, ex- that word where it says rattling can also be translated earthquake. It's like huge. It's a big noise. And it, the bones start coming together. So there's our first illustration, right, is coming together. Cool, right? So we're coming together, connecting. And then the sinews come. Sinews cause alignment. They make, they make things line up properly. They're connected more better because they're aligned properly. And then the muscles and the organs come to give strength. So there's strength, right? And then the skin comes on. So what's the skin for? The skin's for integrity. It holds everything together. It's your defense against infection. It, it's, it, it's what keeps you integrous. Okay, so all these parts are being put together during this, during this process, right? It, don't try to think about it because it's gross, but, <laughs> but it's being assembled, right, right in front of his eyes, right? So let's look at the next slide. So this Ruach is coming in, and here's what Ruach means. It means life, breath, spirit, it's translated wind sometimes, but it means this, a violent exhale, courage, prophetic spirit, or it can be translated sometimes war cry, Okay. It also means the Spirit of God. It sometimes refers specifically to the Holy Spirit, okay, or the Spirit of God. In the, in the Old Testament, it would be the Spirit of God. In the New Testament, it would be the Holy Spirit. It also means an inspired, ecstatic state of prophecy, not just regular prophecy, but really exciting prophecy, right? It has that sense to it of being inspired. It also means this. Look at this one. Imparting a warlike energy and executive administrative power. How many knew that's what it meant? I didn't either until I looked it up. It, it means, it, it can mean imparting, ruach comes into you, it gives you a warlike energy, but also the ability to execute it by, with an administrative executive power. Right? You mentioned that administrators have all the power. Here you go. Ruach, right? It also means to give you gifts. So the ruach comes. It, of course, this is Hebrew. We wouldn't see it in the Greek, but it's the same idea. When the Spirit comes to impart gifts to you, okay, that's the ruach. Releasing energy of life in general and releasing the manifestation of the glory specifically. That's a pretty cool word, right? Yeah. It, can, it can do a lot of stuff. Let's go back. Go back one. Notice at the end of the prophecy, though, it says, but there was no breath. In them. There was no breath in them. Go, go back to this next slide. No, the other way. So this Ruach was emphasized in the prophecy that the Lord gave. The Lord told him what to say. And he said, I did as I was told. Right? So he, the prophecy, there's nothing wrong with it. It emphasized the Ruach, but then when it came down to it, it's missing. Whose fault is that? Nobody wants to claim fault. Right? <laughs> this is what God told him to say. And now at the end, they're saying, but it's not there. That, that you know, God kind of pointed that out to me. and says, that's what he said to me. He said, whose fault is that? Is it Ezekiel's fault? No? Whose fault is it? Is it God's fault? Is it the bones' fault? 
can't figure it out, can you? Neither could I. The Lord said to me, why are you worried about whose fault it is? That has nothing to do with what's happening now. But we get stuck trying to assign blame somehow. And as long as we're assigning blame, we're focused on the lack. But when we stop assigning blame, we start focusing on the provision. Go forward. So we thought we're doing this. See those bones coming together? That's cool, right? A little bit gross, but pretty cool. I like that. Rebecca found that for me. Not your Rebecca, my Rebecca. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. But we thought we were doing this, but the Lord said what you really was doing was the next slide. We're assembling a lot of great bodies, but not much spirit. They're all put together all right, yeah, yeah. They're all put together all right. There's even a guy down here at the bottom. You see him? Declaring something. But they're not up. They're not moving. They're not doing something. And I honestly, at this point, I argued with God. I, I sometimes do that. Anybody else? Anybody win? Yeah. I've won a couple of them to my regret. Um, you can win the argument, uh, but you still lose. And I said, Lord, uh, you know, I'm from CI. We, we activate people. You know, we, we put the ruch in. It's in there. You know, we don't say that word a lot, but it's in there. The breath, the, the spirit, the life, the, the, all the stuff we think made the previous picture work, right? And he said to me, I'm not criticizing. I'm not finding fault. I'm telling you there's something not quite there yet. We need something new. We need a fresh wind. A new breath. What I'm calling the second wind. So go ahead and go to the next slide. So that, let's go on with the verse. There was, no, there was no ruach. Remember, there's no breath. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Not the bones now, not the bodies. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. He's repeating himself again. Prophesy to, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Breath means what? Ruach, which is the inspired word of God. It's prophecy itself. It means that, right? It means that the energy God provides. It means inspiration. It means prophetic word. It, if you read it that way, he's saying prophesy to the prophecy. Wow. Really? Prophesy to, prophesy to a man and say to the inspired words I gave you before. See it? Prophesy to the Ruach and say to the Ruach, come from the four winds, which is another symbol of the, of the Spirit of God. See, it's in Revelation and other places in the Bible. O breath, Ruach, breathe on these slain. Wait, wait, wait a minute. 
This is the first time they're called slain. So these bones were originally not from people who died from natural causes. They were killed in action. That's what slain means, right? We get slain in the spirit. Everybody get slain in the spirit? Well, these guys were slain in the flesh. They're, they were killed. That means if they were actively engaged in battle, it means they were defeated. Right? Because if you get killed, that's a defeat. Even in a video game, that's a bad thing, right? So these are the defeated from the past who were dried out and disconnected. God's put them back together, made them strong and integrous again, but there's still something missing. And he's saying the something missing is prophesy, Nava, to the breath, Ruach. Speak to the inspired words. Prophesy to the energy that I gave you. He's saying to him, and so thus says Lord God, come from the four winds and breathe the breath on these slain that they may live. Now this is uh, not what we usually say. Once God speaks, that's it, right? Everything's good. Right? Anybody here receive a prophecy at any time? Most of you surely have at this place. Did everything come out the way you thought it should? Yeah. Maybe a bone here or there. Maybe. So I prophesied as commanded me. Good prophet, right? He did what he sold. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet. So no, no, next slide. So they're no longer, this, this is where we're talking about prophesied to the wind. I'm sorry. Prophesied to the wind, inspired be inspired to speak, Naba, to the inspiration. Prophecy. Prophesy to the wind. This is the second wind. Not the first wind. This is the second wind. Because they're already equipped. They're already whole. They're already healed. They're, they're, they're all the things we talk about that you need in order to move by the Spirit. All these things, were, they're done. They're whole. Remember? They're just not up. Next slide. So breath came into them, and they slid and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army, not a group, not a congregation, not a, not a mob, but an army. What, what distinguishes an army from all those other words? Purpose, discipline, mission. They, if they stand up as an army, it means they're going somewhere to fight someone, Right? Otherwise, they could just have a party. Hey, we're alive again. Cool. All right? Let's fellowship. Let's have a dinner on the grounds. That's great. All right? No, they don't stand up as a group. They stand up as an army. An army implies all the things that go into being an army. We talked about that in our workshop, what it means to be in the army. One of the main things it means is discipline and purpose. It means you're organized to accomplish something, usually defeating the enemy. Right? But these were, the, these were the slain. These were the defeated. 
Why do we want them in the army? Haven't they already had their chance? Well, yeah. But now there's a second wind. Is blowing on. It's blowing on the prophecies that didn't happen, just like this one. The ones that you kind of put aside because uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, it's kind of getting dried out, like a bone. Right? You set it aside. Okay, maybe I misunderstood. You know, maybe God forgot something. And God says, no. Breathe on it. Impart a warlike energy and an executive administrative power to accomplish what I said. I haven't forgotten. I haven't left it. I just need you to speak to it again. Speak to what I said to you. What did I say that dried out and died? What, what, what failures in the past have you allowed to sit there in the valley? And the Lord says, we don't have to live with that condition anymore. We have a new wind coming that's going to speak. To the spoken word. It's going to bring alive that which was killed in the previous battle. It's going to re-energize with a warlike energy. But not just a random warlike energy. And one that's executively administrated with power. An exceeding great army. Next slide, please. So we don't want to be like this, mm-hmm. even though that's much better than we were before. <laughs> we were, before we were bones. Now we're at least put together. We're equipped, right? Aren't you all equipped? And integrous. And you have integrity. You have power. You have function. You have all things. But it's not doing what you wanted it to do yet. We want to go from this to... Next slide, please. That one's not showing very well. But you get the idea. The army. Go back. We want we we don't want to get we want to get past this. Go forward again, see if it comes up. But we want that. We want to be organized for battle. Yes. We want the warlike energy to infuse what God has said to us already, especially the things that seemed like they were dried out, yes. the things that seemed defeated, the things that they were slain in the past, that they, they didn't happen the way we expected them to. They didn't, it didn't work. It was killed. We went to battle and died. I know none of you probably have this issue, having fought a battle and feel like you got defeated. I have. And I went because God told me to. Wow. God told me to. And yet, I felt defeated. 
It didn't happen. It didn't work. I got slain. And then I felt like bones. God says, not only can I put you back together, which he did, thank God, but I can put a new energy into those promises, into those words, into those battles. This is a year of new beginnings. The theme of all the prophetic words that were from all over the place was a new beginning. And they said it in different ways, but that's what it meant. And I believe this is what it means to me. This is what God told me. This is a new beginning time. New beginning doesn't mean necessarily a change, but it can mean a reinvigoration of things that had died. A new warlike energy to infuse the very words of God that you carried around with you, that you said, these are bones now. said, I can put them back together, not only put them back together, I can energize them. So how many want that? Okay, so we're going to do a little activation. Ready? Close your eyes. Let God speak to you right now. Let him, let him speak to you about something he's spoken to you before. Something he's spoken to you before that you feel like failed. Didn't happen. The healing didn't come through. The provision didn't happen. The manifestation that you were expecting never came. The glory didn't manifest. The relationship didn't get restored. The aspirations and goals were never fulfilled. You knew it was from God. You believed. But now it feels like it's all disconnected and dried out. Do you see it there? Now let God speak and breathe. Let him breathe on it. Speak to those words. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Reassemble. Re-empower. Re-grow together. And be energized by the ruach. The, the very warlike energy that gives us administrative power to accomplish all you've told us to do in the past. Father, we speak to your word. We say, breath, come. Breathe on it. Let the power of your spirit energize these that we see as dead and failed and slain. Now just speak to it. Just, just speak to those words. Say, come alive. Come alive. Let the Ruach power of God come in right now. Revitalize those dead words. Revitalize. Re-energize. Let that warlike energy come into them right now. Take hold of that power to execute those judgments that have been written before. Stand up as an army, ready to execute the will of the commander. This is the time of the second wind. Speak to them. Speak to them. Speak to them. Declare God's ruach 
into those words that you've carried around. Speak to them. Speak to them. The Lord has great purpose for each of you and for this congregation, for this ministry. There are many things promised. There's been financial promises. There's been promises of land. There's been promises of growth and of influence and of, of all these things that seem over the years we've celebrated. Are they bones? Can we speak life into them? I'm declaring the second wind now. Feel it blowing through. Finances come forth. Land, come forth. People, come forth. Influence, come forth. Be energized. Come alive. Let the breath of God blow on them. This is the season for the second wind. Let it blow on every word that you've ever received. Every promise from God. Let his speak to his words. Say, come alive. Come alive. By the power of the resurrection. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It'll quicken even the words that God has given you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your, your wind. I thank you for all that you've done for us, all that you've said to us over the years, Father. We, we don't dismiss it. We don't see ourselves as lying dormant. We don't see ourselves as slain. We see ourselves as standing up as an army. Give us the discipline of our minds, Father, but give us the breath of God so we have the power to execute the very words that you've spoken to us already. We speak to your spoken word. We say, come alive by your own power of your own spirit. We declare it and make it so, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to ask um, Diana, you want to come up for a second? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Well, could you just share that testimony? Uh, we're going we're gonna to ask the healing team to come up at this time. And Wait a minute. I am feeling them in the choir. Oh, the one at Walmart. What testimony? The one you told me about this morning. The the one at Walmart. The lady was walking in. Okay, that. That. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. So I was in Walmart. I already posed this in our group, but I was in Walmart waiting for Katie in next to the ice machine, and someone came to me with a walker. And that kind of walker that you can change and you can see there. So I, I was talking with a lady, you know, like short conversa- conversation. And I said, what do you have? What happened with your legs? And she said, a lot of illness that I honestly I didn't understand. You know, 
I'm still practicing my English, and I just ask, do you have pain? <laughs> After all, she said. And she said, yeah, I have pain when I wake up, when I stand up, sorry, when I stand up with a walker. And I said, okay, is that okay if I pray for you? And she said, well, I am in the list of my, in my church, and they are praying for me. And I said, well, can I pray for you right now here? And she said, sure. So I just prayed for her two times. She stand up, and no more pain. So she was like, she was very like impressed, like, what is going on here? And I said, do you know what happened? And she said, she honestly, she didn't answer. And I said, it, this is the Holy Spirit. You can ask the Holy Spirit where you are. You can ask him to come, even though we are next to the ice machine. <laughs> and, he, and keep asking him to come to your heart, come to your body. Keep, keep, keep knocking and asking and seeking, because he's going to heal more. So... Later, I don't know if I can share what you told me. Yeah, is that okay? So later, uh, I don't know, like five minutes later, you came. What's your name again? Carolyn. Carolyn came, but she was so fast, like leaving Walmart. And, and I saw something in the knee, in, in the ankle. Oh, yeah, in the ankle. So I said, can I pray for you? But you were like so like fast leaving Walmart. And I said, healing in Jesus' name after I prayed for the other woman. And I was so excited with the energy of the Holy Spirit inside of me. And what you told me this morning. I later felt that all of a sudden I felt, oh my gosh, my ankle doesn't even hurt anymore. I was walking better. (laughs) So praise Jesus. And that happened literally in five seconds. I just said, healing in Jesus' name. Five seconds. And she told me that. And that's why it's very important to share testimonies. Because that is the spirit of prophecy. That people start to be involved with this real power that is available for everybody. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, she has a word on Yeah, I forgot. This morning I woke up with the specifically quality step. I don't know how do you say it in English, quadricep. Quadricep. Okay, you understood. <laughs> so this, the muscle, right the muscle, right leg, someone with pain or something with this part of the leg, muscle. Amen. What? Anybody else have? Okay. Well, uh, the reason I, sh- uh, I had her share that is because in the power of the testimony, when you hear... It encourages faith, and we believe that God heals. So um, we could uh, take another hour and give testimony. I have something. uh, If anybody has any bleeding, nose bleeding, or any other bleeding part of their body, uh, I think the Lord wants to heal you this morning. Whether it's happening right now or not, if you have an issue with that, you can get prayer for it. So uh, if you have that, we're going to close. Uh, if, and if we didn't give a word of knowledge for that, if you have something else you'd like pray, prayer for, please come up. Let's all stand. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the breath of God. Lord God, breathing on us. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that you have commanded us to even speak the word of the Lord 
Lord God, and cause that, uh, that breath of God to, to revitalize. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord God, for an army that's going to raise up, Lord God, to, uh, to march in the army of the Lord. Lord God, we thank you and praise you that you minister to your people, not only here, but outside these four walls. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>